The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this 25th day of October 2023. Today's show, as always, brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase there at SeatGeek. And remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great uh, articles and shows, such as Corner Booth Podcast, Crap Root Sports, one of my favorite the guys were on last night, Motor City Realist for everything about the, the, uh, the world of uh, sports in Detroit. Stumbled on my tongue there for half a second. And uh, no credentials required. I've uh, been a guest on that one a couple of times. Great great podcast up in the lineup there at Belly Up Sports. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day each and every day from all of us here at 1420 World Hig quarters uh if you were a betting man i tell you what you put down tw- uh, 20 bucks beginning of the baseball season had the arizona diamondbacks and the texas rangers going to the uh going to the world series you have a pocket full of cash this morning you put it down to bet us you probably have uh what was a, i did some research this morning 1470 smackers in your in your jeans filling your pockets um Unlikely uh, World Series uh, uh, matchup happening here. Not the sexiest matchup by any means. Uh, it would have been a nicer thing to see maybe the uh, Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series, but just for the uh, the East Coast, West Coast kind of a thing. But that's uh, so not to be. We'll get to the Phillies in half a second. That team stumbled all over themselves. Out of the two teams, you got to think that maybe the uh, the Texas Rangers out of the two were, were more than likely to get to a World Series. Uh, they were they led the American League West throughout the year until they crapped themselves in the last two weeks of the season. You remember they had that, that race with the uh, Tech, with the uh, Houston Astros and the Seattle Mariners, but they found a way to get into the playoffs. They they, they rolled through Baltimore. They rolled through Tampa. And then they had a, a bit of a, a obviously, a, a tough goal with the Houston Astros. But they, they got it done. And then even as, as early as... Um, as even Saturday, you got to think that both of these teams, if you were a betting man on that one too, you would have been uh, hard pressed to, to deal with that because both teams were that down 3 2. Both teams were going on the road. And uh, you got to think the, 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 uh, the Astros or the Philadelphia Phillies especially, we're going to win one out of those two games at home. Uh, but it wasn't meant to be the way playoff baseball works. Uh, the Phillies, let's talk, let's get into the Phillies a little bit. They, uh, they they crapped on themselves a little bit as the season started. They weren't hitting the ball very well. They struck out a lot. They were they were losing. Uh, Trey Turner called himself one of the worst baseball players uh, in, in the game. His mom agreed with him the whole bit. So you got to think that the uh, the Phillies, they, they, they are who they are. They were a team that ended up striking out. There's a real, like, Schwarber. Yeah, he had the five home runs, whatever it was, in the uh, in the uh, uh, NLCS, but then when it came, push came to shove, these guys popped up, struck out, and, and on and on. Schwarber hit under 200 all season long, and then when it when it came to get a base, base hit last night, uh, they didn't didn't get it done. And then you look at the, the at bat, I think it was in the fifth inning, Harper had two guys on, and instead of just pushing something out to, down the first baseline on an outside pitch, he tried to, to pull it, ended up popping up, inning over, and there you go. That's how baseball's played now, I get it, the analytics and everything else, but you know what, the old days, when you just smack something down the line and, and score a run to, to tie the game, uh, the, the Phillies just didn't get it done in front of their crowd last night, and uh, 
uh, and that's it for the Philadelphia Phillies. Once again, that big payroll, they went out and spent a bunch of money trying to get back to the World Series, and they uh, they ended up failing and, and not making it, so now it's back to the drawing board. And you got to think a lot of baseball teams are going to, like, yes, the Rangers, they spent a ton of money in the offseason. Uh, Marcus Semien, Corey Seager, and the like, and everything they got going there, and they went and got Montgomery, and then they got Scherzer as well, but the Mets are paying for Scherzer, so it doesn't really much matter on that one. But like you, you think about that uh, that Arizona Diamondbacks team who doesn't spend a bunch of money. In fact, their highest paid player, he didn't even play, uh, he hasn't played since, I think, April when they told Madison Bumgarner to take, take his ball and go home. He uh, he was re- released, I think he was set to make about 20, 20, 30 million bucks the rest of the season, and they paid him $23 million not to pay, and he's their highest paid player. Uh, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks took took advantage of the new rules with the stealing base. They run like they got a bunch of Ricky Hendersons on the on the base base, base pass, and they uh, they found a way to make what they have work. That Corbin Carroll is a hell of a player. He struggled at the beginning of the, the uh, NLCS, obviously, but he got it done last night. A lot going on with him. He went three for four, stolen base and the like, and that's what he's been doing all season. He's going to be their rookie of the year. There's no getting around that. And but that 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 Arizona team, you got to think there's going to be a lot of teams looking at what they did with their minimal payroll. Making the making the game work for them instead of working against the game and and baseball I think is going to be leaning towards that. You look at the Baltimore Orioles; they were everybody's uh, favorite going into this team into this season. But you, you, just just last, uh, two years ago, the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks and the Rangers as well they also lost a hundred hundred games. So you got to think that both these teams uh, have a different way to get back to to, the, to success. But a lot of teams are going to look at what the the Baltimore Orioles did and the and the. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks did by not having to spend a bunch of money, having some guys to play a little bit, have some guys, having guys that can run a little bit and getting it done. And that's what the Diamondbacks did. They have nothing for a payroll. They have nothing going on for them. They lost a hundred games two years ago. And everybody talks about the Baltimore Orioles losing that 110 games, which is a lot more, but the, 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 the Arizona Diamondbacks have done the exact same thing. They got uh, what the heck's his name? Tommy fat. Uh, they get a lot of fouls on, on, on those names. They uh, Brandon fat, sorry. And Andrew Saul Frank, two guys who are basically like real raw rookies. That's Saul Frank kid. He struggled a little bit last night, a couple of walks, but he was uh, pretty solid. He only played 11 uh, big league games prior to the playoffs starting, and, and he was pretty composed throughout the, the playoffs so far. And that's all Frank kid's going to be a, a really good pitcher, and they got him for, for nothing right now. And he, uh, like I said, he struggled last night, but to, to have the, um, the balls to have to uh, to go out there and ha- the way that Arizona's manager had him going out on the field uh, night in, night out, and the way he managed that bullpen, I think it's getting a little bit risky, in my opinion. But having those guys go out there, and that Brandon Fat, he's a raw rookie too. So you have a couple of kids that you're not paying a bunch of money to that are going out and getting the job done. Uh, I think that they the the Tony, Le- Tony Lovello is going to have a little bit of situation at handling that bullpen. So I think he gets a little bit too fancy and he gets a little bit too smart for his own good going, going back and, and having these pitch limits and everything else, not going to feel the game. Like we talked about with Bruce Bochy's counterpart in this, in, in, in this world series, that Bochy has that bit of a feel and he can stick with guys a little bit, but they, they got it done. And now they're going to the world series and who would have thought an 84 team with a negative run, run differential would be going to the playoffs. And you're going to see, like I said, you're going to see a lot of teams uh, looking saying, why are we spending this much money when these guys are doing that? And I've been saying that for years that uh, uh, like a guy like uh, Hal Steinbrenner, I don't want to make this Yankee centric, but a, a guy like uh, Hank Stein, Steinbrenner, he's going to say like, why am I spending this much money? Why am I spending three hundred million dollars to not get the World Series? And you got these these teams doing this. Uh, Eighty four wins isn't a lot, obviously, but they, they got it done. And I think they got to do something with the uh, the playoff matchups and everything else because an eighty four win team, uh, like it's it's you're over three games over over five hundred. That that shouldn't be a world champion. You're, you're, three, you're three games over five hundred. You could catch lightning in a bottle. I guess that's how playoff playoffs and in, in, uh, work in all sports, but. 
I really believe that they, they got to do something with the playoffs. The seeding is kind of wishy-washy and everything else. I don't know what you can do. Like, I, I like the fact that there is a wild card. I like the fact that more fan bases are involved in it right to the bitter end till, till the end of it. But I don't like the fact that an 80-84 win team has a chance to win a, a World Series. So really, how much how – much, uh, what, what does the regular season really mean? If you can sneak into the playoffs and you sneak in the playoffs and you have a chance, I guess that's how it works. But it's just, it seems like the regular season gets a, a lot less, um, has a lot less importance to it as you, as you go, as we keep moving forward with how big baseball is and having 12 teams of playoffs and everything else. It's a, it's a bit wishy-washy. I know, but it's one of those things that will maybe me and Dave will talk about it tomorrow night when we do, do our regular show. Um, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks going back to the World Series the first time since 2001, uh, which was still the best World Series I've ever watched, even though the, the Yankees lost that one. Uh, they were America. The, the Yankees were America's sweetheart that year that year because of the 9-11 the tragedy and everything else that happened. So the, having the Diamondbacks back there again for the first time in, well, Jesus, 22 years. It's crazy. It's been 22 years since that happened. But having them back to the World Series is going to be uh, refreshing, I guess, having somebody out there. And there hasn't been a repeat uh, World Series champion for a long, long time. Uh, 23 years, I think it is, since the Yankees did it in 99 and 2000. Uh, the Houston Astros, they, they barked over themselves. They couldn't get a win at home all year, um, basically, when it came down to it. And they had, a, they had two chances to get it done, and they couldn't get it done against that great Texas Rangers team that can flat out hit. Uh, you got some guys that can really, really swing it that, that are um, like that. Uh, Adolis Garcia, four home runs in the last five games or five home runs, whatever it's been. 15 RBI set himself a new record uh, for, for the NL or, or ALCS, sorry, for RBIs in a series. Uh, Corey Seager, Mar- uh, Marcus Simeon, and then they got, got, went on, got Jordan Montgomery, who's been an absolute stud. He's going to get himself paid. And Cashman, you should be ashamed of yourself for letting that kid go for Harrison Bader. Oops, that's a big mistake by Cashman. One of the, let's not talk about the Yankees a whole bunch. It seems to always leak in there. We're talking baseball here at 14, 20 in the morning. But it's going to be an interesting World Series. You got to, if you were a betting man, you got to think that the uh, the Texas Rangers are probably the, going to, to win it. I, I would say like in six games, I, I would I would think. It just depends on their bullpen. How much do you, do you trust um, Araldis Chapman, the Cuban missile? What, what, what are you going to get out of him? Uh, what are you going to get out of Scherzer? Because Scherzer wasn't good in his playoffs uh, start uh, last series against the Astros. We just wonder what's going to happen there. I, I like I like the fact that uh, Montgomery's been really good for the Rangers. They'll probably get two starts out of him. They used him a little bit the other night uh, in that series clinching win game seven where they blew out the, the Houston Astros. I, I, I like the, the Texas Rangers to win this one, so you, you should probably bet on, on the Arizona Diamondbacks to win the World Series because I'm usually not very good at the, the betting thing. If you notice uh, on, on uh, what was it, on Monday, I, I, I said that uh, they guaranteed that the Astros were going to win and I guaranteed the Phillies were going to win. And look how that turned out. Not very well. So don't uh, don't listen to my betting advice except for, you know, we do the uh, Brent's Best Bets on BetUS.com. Use promo code 1420BETUS. But, I like this World Series. It's not going to be the sexiest one. It's not going to have a lot of eyeballs on it. There's not uh, not a lot of Rangers fans out there. There's definitely not a lot of Diamondbacks fans out there. Uh, Jared from the Corner Booth Podcast, he's a he's a big Diamondbacks fan. I don't know how that, that all turned out to be. It's just one of those things. But uh, there's not going to be the sexiest World Series. The East Coast won't be watching it. There won't be uh, sports bars across Manhattan or Philadelphia or uh, anywhere on the East Coast tuning into this World Series. And that's the one problem that baseball has. It's such a regional sport that you're not going to get a lot of eyeballs and earballs on this thing. Uh, the true diehard baseball people, but the fringe people aren't going to be watching this World Series at all. It's not two of the sexiest teams. It's not, there's not much juice between these two teams. There isn't any hatred to, uh, like, there's not the Yankee hatred or the Houston Astros hatred or the or the Dodger fandom or anything else. It's These are two two teams that don't have a lot of a, a big following outside of their area and that's a, a problem that baseball has to figure out and has to has to find a way to get more eyeballs on these on these teams throughout the season. It's just not a thing that happens. I don't know what you can do and how you can do it. Uh, make, make the game more um, 
accessible, I guess, have find, find ways to have more games on TV that, that aren't, uh, you don't have to pay $19.95 to watch. Uh, just have make sure you can get more eyeballs on the game of baseball because it's going to be great. I, I watch the World Series every year. It's just going to be interesting to see how many people are, other than me are going to be watching this thing. I know there, there won't be a ton of uh, a ton of talk, a ton of juice on all the sports networks, everything else about this World Series. So that's why you got to come to 1420 in the morning. We'll get you uh, all your baseball needs on a daily basis throughout this World Series. I'll get something together maybe tomorrow to do or maybe on Friday afternoon, get some, some guys together and we'll talk about the World Series coming up, get our predictions and we'll uh, get that going on uh, on uh, Friday. But yeah, um, on a side note, yesterday they had that frozen uh, whatever, flash frozen or frozen whatever it was that the NHL called it and they had 32, all 32 teams were playing 16, uh, 16 games yesterday throughout the day and they staggered the start times. I live in Canada, hockey craze Canada, and I couldn't watch any games. I don't have the NHL package or I just haven't signed up. I haven't figured out how to sign it up or, or whatever it is. Every game was blacked out. There was nothing on until about 8 o'clock last night when the Rangers and Flames hit the ice and it's uh, it's odd that they, the NHL wants to promote the game and get it going but people who want to watch the game can't watch it. So you're kind of pushing Brent away and you're kind of pushing other people away from watching uh, watching the sport. So uh, hockey, figure it out. Figure it out, figure out how to get rid of these all these blackouts. I can't drive to Montreal. I can't drive to Toronto. I can't drive to Winnipeg to watch a game. Don't get, get rid of the blackouts. I understand blacking them, blacking them out in the local market. I get it. I 100% get it. But when you have this thing going on, you're, you're promoting this thing across the country, you're promoting this, this frozen, whatever it was called yesterday, to have people go into the games, to have people watch the game to grow the game make sure people can watch it to have every game blacked out where i couldn't see him i couldn't i had to listen to the leafs game on the radio i i but where i couldn't watch it it's ridiculous i understand you want people to pay for the app and everything else but you can't have that on a daily basis have it a, a one-day thing where you can have everybody watching the, the freaking games i didn't swear i got, got got away with one have everybody sitting there have everybody watching the games and grow the game if you don't have eyeballs and earballs on it it'll never grow there's my little rant for the day anyways here's a, a little word from our friends over at the foul baller if there's a ball that's gone foul he's gone to get it under his watchful gaze all bevs binoculars and ballpark brats are safe he's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction that's why he only trusts seat geek with his tickets the ticketing app trusted by fans Seat Geek, so fans can fan. Be sure to use uh, promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Because uh, apparently you have to actually physically go to a game to be able to watch it nowadays. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, I, I don't understand it, but this is one of those things. Maybe we'll do a, a you know, do a, some kind of a, I don't know what I'm trying to, I know what I'm trying to say, but I just can't say it right now. Anyways, let's do uh, birthdays and on this day and get you guys out of here. On this day in 1986, the New York Mets were trailing the Boston Red Sox 5-3 with two out in the bottom of the 10th inning with no runners on base. In Game 6 of the World Series, when the improbable happened in front of 55,078 people at Shea Stadium in Queens, New York, Red Sox pitcher Calvin Girardi uh, gave up three consecutive singles to Gary Carter, Kevin Mitchell, and Ray Knight to make the score 5-4, giving way for Bob Stanley to the mound versus Mookie Wilson. He threw a wild pitch, a wild 2-2 pitch in the dirt that scored Mitchell from third. And what happens next will forever be entrenched in people's minds. Bet uh, Mookie, Mookie Wilson. Mookie Wilson hit a ground ball down first base that somehow eluded uh, Red Sox first baseman Bill Buckner and went through his legs and went, and went behind first base, allowing Knight to score on the air that the Mets would go on to win the World Series 2-9 
nights later, and the curse of the Bambino would live on forever. There, there it is going through Buckner's leg. Wilson uh, going to first, and Ray Knight scoring all the way from third base on the air. Uh, improbable, unbelievable that that happened with two outs in the uh, unbelievable World Series. It was crazy to think that happened. If you remember, they had the uh, when I was watching this, uh, I remember this vividly actually when I was a kid. They uh, were had the champagne on ice and everything else, and they were putting the tarps up to get the uh, in the dressing room to get spray to get people to save people's equipment and everything else. But uh, yeah, and then it was all of a sudden it was over. They had to. They had to uh, get everything out of the dugouts or out of the clubhouse and, and, and clear it and get all the celebration and the shirts and the hats and all the stuff out in, in a hurry because the, the Mets came back and won that thing. It's crazy. And everybody everybody blames Buckner, but there was a wild pitch and there were some errors and everything else. And and uh, But it, it got that like the, the, the pitching wasn't great. Clemens was great that game, but the way it all turned out, it wasn't Buckner's fault. Yes, he at the end of it, it turned out to be but that wild pitch and it was more of a catcher fault. Like it was just a, an absolute mess that happened uh, after that. And you can kind of compare it to what happened with the the uh, Bartman game with the Cubs like you can blame Bartman it was everything after that 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 led to that beginning for the uh, for the uh, Marlins back in 2003 I think it was but yeah it's a uh, crazy to think that uh, 37 years ago today the uh, the curse of Bambina was going to end anyways let's get to the next one here uh happy 57th birthday to retired NHL or in Toronto Maple Leafs legend Wendell Clark born on this day in Kelvington Saskatchewan Clark was drafted first overall by the Toronto Maple Leafs after playing two seasons with the Saskatoon Blades of the Western Hockey League, where he recorded 155 points and 478 penalty minutes since two years of junior. Uh, Clark's parade to the penalty box didn't stop in his first two seasons in the National Hockey League, where he would amass 498 penalty minutes, uh, go along with 105 points in his first 146 games. Clark's first stint with the Leafs ended after the 93-94 season that saw the Maple Leafs lose in the conference finals the second consecutive season as he was traded to the Quebec Nordiques in a deal that included another Leafs legend, Matt Sundin. Clark would play 15 uh, injury-plagued seasons in his career with stops in Toronto, Quebec, the Islanders, Detroit, Tampa, and Chicago. He scored 330 goals, 234 assists for 564 points, and 1,690 penalty minutes. Wendell Clark, one of the toughest ever play of the game, and fellow Notre Dame hounds, just like uh, yours truly is Notre Dame hound, uh, but he's a he's a legend. <laughs> Wendell Clark is an absolute legend of the game of hockey. Happy birthday to Wendell Clark. Uh, there it is. There's 1420 in the morning for today. Uh, thank you very much for listening to, on podcast form. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel when you get a chance. If you are listening to the podcast, uh, go over to YouTube and, and hit subscribe and, uh, and yeah, check us out there. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Dave and I are doing a show tomorrow night. I got to uh, talk with the intern later on today. We're going to talk about uh, Chicago sports and how to get that going on and see what uh, what he's got planned for the 1420 podcast. So things are going pretty good here in 1420 land. Anyways, remember. Oh, and then tomorrow morning, I got, uh, we're going to, Brian G- G- Germano, we're going to talk uh, Rangers hockey tomorrow morning at 1420 in the morning. So that should be a lot of fun too. Uh, that, uh, that's it. We'll uh, talk to you guys tomorrow. Remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. 